Ladies and gentlemen, he's the samurai of student ministry, the networking ninja, a Jedi master of church budgets, the beast from the southeast, the next-gen nerd himself, CJ! Welcome to the Next Gen Nerd Podcast, where we talk nerdy and we talk ministry. I'm CJ Burrows, your host, and I hope you're looking forward to our discussion this week as my daughter Charlie and I jump into the never-ending story. But before we do, we'd love if you subscribe to the show and left us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps others find the show. And if you leave us a review, we'll send you a sticker and a magnet with our logo on it to do with whatever you please, whatever you'd enjoy. Also, if you follow us on Instagram, you'll see opportunities to connect with the show throughout the week. This week, we dropped a few trivia questions to clue you guys into what we were discussing. And tomorrow, that's Thursday the 18th, you'll have an opportunity to ask questions or share thoughts that we'll read on next week's show. So go find us on Instagram at nextgen underscore nerd. Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about the never-ending story. And after the info dump, my little nerdling is going to hop on and talk about her experience with this cinematic masterpiece from the 80s. We're going to play a couple games, and then we'll talk about the Imago Dei, the image of God, and storytelling we hope you enjoy the show. The never-ending story has been told through a book, several movies, and even a TV series. The best known of those is the 1984 movie, The Never-Ending Story, which tells the tale of Bastian Balthazar Bucks, a shy young man who seeks to lose himself in the novels he reads and is intrigued when he's introduced to a mysterious book, The Never-Ending Story. Bastion reads about the young warrior Treyu and his friends as they fight against the nothing. As he reads that tale, he's not only immersed in the narrative world of Fantasia and the perilous future of its inhabitants, he is actually drawn into the story and becomes the savior of the childlike empress. The second movie also brings Bastion to Fantasia as he again tries to save the childlike empress from a new force that's devastating the world. This time, it's a mysterious emptiness that threatens Fantasia. The emptiness attacks Bastion as well, and the more he tries to exercise his will over Fantasia, the more he loses himself and his memories. But thanks to his friends, Bastion is able to free Fantasia yet again and save the childlike empress. If you grew up watching the movies but never read the book, I recommend it. It was released in German, but thankfully there's a translation so you can read it in English. It tells roughly the same story, but without the confines of 80 special effects and has a much more satisfying end than the never-ending story, the next chapter. Beware, though, that scene with Artax and the Swamp of Sadness, it can get worse and does so in the book. Both movies and the book mine the themes of the power of narrative and the importance it has on the world. Both the nothing and the emptiness are symptoms of a world that has lost sight of how wondrous the world can be through the eyes of a child. And that's why it was so much fun watching these movies with my daughter recently and hearing why she loved them. So here she is to share her thoughts. Well, as I mentioned earlier, my guest today is Charlie Ann. Charlie Ann, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad to hear that. So uh, you started school last week. Uh, tell me a little about your first week of school. Um, It was good. I've memorized all my teachers' names, where their classes are, and what they teach and what order they're in. So that's good. That is good. That is good. It's an important piece of informa- information to know where you're supposed to be going. Uh, do you have any friends in any of your classes? Um, any shout-outs to your friends? Well, my best friend, Arabella, I have... I have four classes with her, Okay, and they're in the middle of the day, so that's good. Nice. And you're counting lunch as a class. Yes, I'm counting lunch as a class. There we go. This girl's serious about eating. I love eating. Okay. And uh, what electives do you have this year? I have 
that that I have for first semester or that sure. I have first and second semester? You can do both if you want. Okay, but I'm going to, like, separate them. So I currently have business and key, business keyboarding, um, ag, and band for first semester. And then for second semester, I have health, um, art, and band. Band. Nice. Very nice, very nice. And then this week, you learn what instrument you're going to be playing. Yeah, because on Monday, we just had, like, this is what some things are. Tuesday, we listened to the instruments and was like, oh, these are the ones that we think sound nice, in our opinion, which ones we like. And then Friday, it, we we were, like, looking at different qualities okay. of us and, like, what would be good for our instrument Okay. and stuff. And then Monday... They're going to tell us, like, what instrument would be good. And then, ne- not this Monday, but next Monday, we are going to be getting an instrument. So, that's exciting. I, I know I'm not going to play the flute, though. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Well, Charlie, and, uh, what is our topic for today? The never-ending story. The never-ending story. And so, another one of the movies that your daddy has made you watch. Made no, you s- no, no. You've been like, this is a good movie, Charlie. Let's watch it together. I say, Sure. So we watched uh, both The NeverEnding Story and The NeverEnding Story, the next chapter. Um, and I listened to the book this week so that I was, I was ready to go. Ready to go. What are, your, what are your thoughts? Tell me your thoughts about the movie, things you liked. I think the movie is really good in general. Now, I do think that it's strange why he went into his school attic. Okay. And he just and, and and he was like away from his dad for so long and he didn't panic yet. I got you. In so, the first movie. But in the second movie his his dad actually panicked. His dad did panic. So uh so the two movies are two halves of the book. Uh, and so as I was reading it, it goes into a lot of information as to why he was hiding in the attic and those kind of things. Yeah. Um another thing about the movie is I thought it was funny. That the dad in the second movie, he was like, go Bastion! <laughs> I thought it was just so funny. Yeah, yeah. So, the uh, like I said, so there's information as to why he goes into the attic. And in the book, his dad is worried because he's gone a whole day. He's gone for 24 hours. Um, and so he is panicking. And when he does reconnect, he doesn't actually read in the story what happens to Bastion. But Bastion tells him this is what happened. And it says that his dad... Enjoyed the story and listened and wanted to know more. My dad was reading the story in the movie and he was was. just cheering him on and I thought it was really funny for some reason. Yes, uh, so the guy who was Bastion's dad in the movie also played the Flash in the original Flash TV show and played the Flash's dad in the new Flash TV show. Oh. Yeah, so that's why he could run so fast in the movie. Wait, really? No, I'm kidding. He, he didn't run fast at all. He, he was just walking places. Those are really that fast. So, okay, so you uh, so you liked the movie overall. You thought it was weird the dad didn't worry. And I did think the childlike empress was a little creepy. Her voice is creepy. Okay. Yeah, with her hair pulled way back tight, it does look kind of odd. Uh, and it is that kind of scary girl, uh, almost kind of British-sounding voice, which, yeah, is used to, to creep people she out. She was like... Bastion, give me a name! Bastion, give me a name. Yeah, you're giving people it, na- it, nightmares. That's and, what you're and doing. It was cre- and it was creepy. Yeah. So do you think it would be better if, if she was like, Bastion, give me a name? No. It would be better if she had just a normal voice, like me. Okay. So you say it normal. Say, Bastion, give me a name, normal. Bastion, give me a name. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to go across uh, the pages of the book to give you a name if, if, if that's the voice calling me. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, never-ending story. Uh, we watched the first movie and the second movie. 
For anyone wondering, the first movie is almost a beat-for-beat remake of the first half of the book. Really good. Really, really uh, uh, faithful to the translation of the book, which was written in German. German book. It was written in German? Yes. Uh, there were a few. There are definitely a few differences. Like, for one, uh, the name of the place where they live is... It's not Fantasia. Well, Fantasia is what it is in the movie. What it is in the movie, but it's Fantastica in the book. Yes, it's Fantastica in the book. Dad told me about it. Yep, so that was interesting. Uh, There's a few characters that look different. Um, uh, Nimbly. Nimbly was one in particular. Nimbly in the second movie is this bird creature that uh, does the bidding of the evil witch um, uh, Zadia. I remember her name now. It's different in the book, too. It's Ixadia. Well, that wasn't one of the people I put down on my list of names. Okay. So he, he helps her in the uh, in the movie, but in the book he doesn't. Uh, and in the book, he is not a bird, but he is a rabbit that uh, is covered in feathers. So it is kind of confusing. Uh, but he's a rabbit covered in feathers that runs really fast. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, uh, another key difference, uh, this the second half of the book, which is the second movie, is very different than the movie. There's some things that, like, okay, these characters are there and certain uh, events happen, but it's it's very different, very different. Um, I enjoyed the second half of the uh, book more than I enjoyed the second movie, so there was that, but it was definitely different. You look, you have a question. Um, one thing that, like, confused me is how far apart were the movies made? So the movies, that's a good question. Let's go ahead and look that up real quick. Because uh, they had, like, exactly a whole new cast. Yeah, I'm going to guess six years. That's going to be my guess. What's your guess, Charlie? Um, It had to be at least over two years. Uh, definitely over two years, Because yes. I feel like if it was, like, in, within two years, they could have used the same characters. So as I am searching, uh, as I am searching on IMDb, we have The NeverEnding Story came out in 1984, the year Daddy was born, so it is older than I am. Uh, the Never Ending Story 2 came out in 1990, so six years, six years difference. Uh, they also had a Never Ending Story 3 that I've never heard of. I saw Never Ending Story 4. That came out in um, 1994. Uh, I, th- I saw this that was like Never Ending Story 4. I got you. But and I was like, we wait, me and Dad missed some movies. Yeah, it's uh, Escape from Fantasia. It would be, this looks terrible. Like, I'm looking at it, it looks awful. Wait, can I see? Um, uh, here, I'll show you. Here's a picture of, uh, there's a picture of Falcor. Oh my gosh, Falcor's not as cute. I know, I know. He looks really creepy. I'll put that in the stories. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so it does not look good, but they, um, they had a TV series that came out in 2001. So, that's, you know, 20 almost 22 years ago, uh, which also looks kind of odd, but I might need to check that one out. Uh, but yeah, so they definitely came out at different times. They had different casts. Um, I don't know of anyone that reprised their role that, that came back for the second movie that was in the first one. Um, and uh, did it throw you off? Did it really mess you up that they were all different? Yes, it made me upset. Okay. It made uh, me upset. The uh, the Bastion in the second movie but was... I guess maybe some people could have died, and that's why they had to do a new casting. Well, funny enough, Jonathan Brandis, who played Bastion in the second movie, did die um, uh, at a young age, but... Uh, yeah, 27. Died at 27. 
Um, but he was in several uh, movies and TV shows that I grew up watching. Uh, anyways, the second movie, a little more tough to watch than the first one. The basic plot of it is that this boy finds a book, and in the book, uh, he's reading the story, and he is pulled into the story. Uh, at first, he's a character behind the scenes, and so as uh, Atreyu is going about his mission, his quest to find a name for the Empress, um, uh, there's this this boy who he keeps seeing in reflections and he keeps hearing his voice and that's obviously Bastion uh, and then at the halfway point of the book he actually does get pulled into the book to be a character in the book and uh, that's the beginning of the second movie Yeah. and he, as he is in the book he is making wishes and as he's making wishes his memories are being taken away. He's losing his memories which is really interesting. It is really interesting I don't know if there's a commentary there uh, that if you are constantly wanting something else, that you lose yourself. That if you're constantly wishing for things, that you become empty. Um, but that's kind of what was happening to him. So as he was wishing, he was losing his memories. I, I put down something on here, and I think I shouldn't have put it down. Okay, all right. Um, but he uh, he loses his memories, and if he loses all his memories in the movie, he won't be able to help the childlike empress. He'll forget why he was there. In the book, if he loses all his memories, he becomes empty, and then Zaida, the evil witch, whatever, she can have control over him because she can only control things that are empty. And so that's why she's trying to get him to make wishes in the book is so if he is empty, she can control him. And if she can control him, she can control the wishes he makes. So that was was an interesting, uh, I thought, a better plot line than the other. Uh, and then, uh, spoiler alert, if you're wanting to watch the movie, at the very end, he gets out of the book and he uh, reunites with his dad. Um, the book is much darker. If you are if you watch the second movie and you're like, the second movie was a little too uh, child-friendly, a little too kitty, um, the, the book is much darker. Uh, you know, that's what you get for reading books by German authors. That's, that's how it goes. Yeah. What? I know. So what are your questions about the, the, the book or movie? Anything? So you watched this movie. Uh, this movie came out long before you were born. Oh, it was funny because, like, like, I was just watching the, the and then, like, the parts where you could tell it was, like, fake. I was just like. That's your favorite part of watching old movies is how bad the special effects, isn't it? <laughs> it's part of it. It's part of it. It's part of it, and there's really good stories with the older movies. This is true. It's this is so true. much of a better storyline. Oh, in, my goodness. It's, yes. it's my opinion. In my opinion, the older ones have a better storyline. Yes, the, the special effects are not as good. Uh, in newer movies, I guess maybe maybe they rely too heavily on special effects. Um, but yes, there's, there's good storylines. And two, you've told me that, that it's not nearly as scary when you look and you're like, that is definitely not real. Exactly, so we can wear, watch scary stuff that's older and has a good storyline. There we go. Uh, so what we're going to do today, I've got a couple games we're going to play uh, based on the never-ending story. So if you're wanting more never-ending story content, uh, I, I would encourage you to check out the book. Uh, the book's a longer book, it is, um, but it's very interesting. If you wa- grew up watching the movies, there's several things. One of the things that was really interesting about the book is there are several things that they have to say out loud because you can't hear what's in the person's thoughts, uh, but it's kind of subtext in the actual book. Um, that was a great story told. Uh, the first third of the second half of the book, so the first third of what would be the second movie, is a little confusing, a lot of confusing, but it does uh, does work itself out. And I did think the ending was, was really good. Um, the only thing that I have no idea, I have to go back and do some research. Uh, when the evil witch dies, uh, I have no idea why she dies. I have no idea how she dies. It's just kind of weird. You mean like Zaya? Yeah, Zaida or whatever. But yeah. I thought she was like, 
I thought like when he did that, like she didn't have the emptiness anymore and she got better. Yeah, he wished like, that she had a heart so she was not empty anymore, but that's not what had happened in the book. In the oh. book, it, it, like her beetle creatures like just attacked her and that doesn't explain why. It's kind of oh. weird. Kind of weird. But we're going to play a couple games. Um, are dark. I know. Uh, a couple games. One of, the, uh, one, of the, one of the things I love about this movie is the, the scenery and the characters and yeah. the creatures. It's, it's really pretty. It really is. And so it, it's, it's because it's this place that is created with people's dreams. They can have any kind of character they want in there because this is just kind of like Storyland. Uh, and so, um, uh, what were some of the characters that you remember from the from the book? We're going to do a draft here in a second. But what from were some, the book? Or, I'm sorry, from the movie. What, what were the Neverending Story book? That's what I'm meaning. Don't oh. don't talk back to me. Um, so, oh. what what are some of the characters you remember from the movies? Um, I know your favorite. Who's your favorite? Falcor. 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 The you give me a big, the 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 lucky dragon. I thought it was a love dragon, and then it wasn't. It wasn't a love dragon. It was a luck dragon. Yes. Luck dragon. Um, can I have a big Falcor pillow for my birthday, just like to lay across my bed? I will see what I can do. Uh, again, you're asking me to get something that came out in a movie almost 40 years ago, okay? So I will, I'll do my best, but I have, will make no promises. Uh, so yeah, so there's Falcor, um, uh, there was Rockbiter, the big giant rock giant. Um, there was a Treyu. There was a Treyu who was the, the hero in the first book and the companion best and friend. he was like an Indian and he had a horse. Uh, Native American, Charlie Ann. Oh. Yes, he had a horse. He had a horse named Artax and he would hunt, do you remember what animals he hunted? Purple bears? Close. It was the purple buffalo. Purple buffalo. Oh, that was, was very really close. close. You were. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so you had that. Um, uh, you had uh, Magra. I think her name was Magra, the weird turtle creature that was the island. Um, and you had... You had Urgle. Who was Urgle? It was the really small doctor lady. Oh, nice, I nice. I this of what I remember. Of. Nice, okay. Uh, yeah, you had all those in the first movie. Um, uh, I mean, there's others in the first movie. There was the weird uh, guy that rode on the bat, the night flyer. There was the guy that had the racing snail. Um, there was Childlike Empress. There was... The uh, creepier one. The creepy, yes, the childlike empress in the first movie is much creepier than the second one. In the second one, like she looks really nice, like I would be her friend. The first one, I would not be for her friend. Well, she's not begging for a new name, so that was that was part of it too. And um, her voice isn't as creepy. Yes, uh, but yeah, so that's the first movie. Second movie, you had um, uh, as far as uh, good characters, you don't really have a whole lot of good characters added. Nimbly kind of eventually becomes good, uh, but you've got Zaida, you got uh, Smurg, the dragon. Uh, which is in the book as well, and um, who was Smurg? Remember uh, the really weird green dragon with the eyes that that they had to chase, and he got killed at the castle. Of the hand. Oh, Smurg! I didn't realize it was an actual character. Yes. I thought that was just like an object. I got you. Uh, and then there was the guy that had the the spinny face. The spinny face. That was like the three faced guy, and it was like like a dice each time. I got you. Yeah. If you could insert a picture. So, with all those characters, uh, we've decided we're going to do a draft. We're going to pick our top three companions. So, you and I are trapped in Fantasia, and there's a whole list of them, and we're going to pick our companions. And because I don't want to see you cry on the podcast, I will let you pick first. I think I know who you're going to pick first. I would like to pick Falcor. Yeah, I saw that one coming. Falcor. Okay. All right. Very nice. Falcor. And why Falcor? Because he can fly, and he's fluffy. Fly, and he's fluffy. Okay. And he's nice. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, okay. 
Well, then um, I am going to do a little bit of an audible because I was trying to. I was. I don't want to pick another mode of transportation, though it could be used as a mode of transportation. I'm going to go with Rockbiter. Rockbiter is going to be my number one, uh, so that I can crawl up on his shoulder and he can he can march me around, or he's got a bicycle, so I could ride with him while he rides on his bicycle. Um, that would be uh, that would be good. That would be good. Uh, all right, so Charlie Ann. Uh, He's off the table. Okay, so tell me who your second choice is. My second choice would be um, the Urgle because she's a, like she can help you with her potions because she's a doctor and she helped um, Bastion. Yes. No, no, she helped Atreyu. Yes, you're right. And she had her potions that helped. So if something goes wrong. Yeah, that's a that's a great one. That was another one of the uh, of the ones that I wanted to to pick. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, Urgal. Um, Engiwook was her husband. That was the Engiwook. the funny guy. I thought it was Engi. Hmm. I thought it was Engi. Well, I mean, it, it, she may have called him Engi, but when I'm looking at it right here, it says Engiwook. Um, oh, you said Engi Wook. All right. So, um, all right. So, who am I going to pick? For my second choice, my second choice, um, just because I think you're going to go this direction and I want to just go ahead and ruin it for you, I'm going to take a Treyu. Treyu is going to be my second one. No, that wasn't your second one? Okay. Or your third one, I guess? No, I have a good idea. Okay, so Treyu is going to be my, my second. My second. Does he come with our tax? No? Are you getting ready to pick our tax? We'll say he comes with Artax. That's we'll his horse. We'll say he comes with Artax. Okay. That's the horse, P.S. That's the horse. All right, so, uh, so yeah, so you, I get a tray you, and he comes with Artax, okay? Um, and so I have Rockbiter, and then I've got Artax. And so who are you going with for your third choice? I was going to go with Rockbiter, but then you picked that one. So my third choice is going to be Gamork. Cause he's a big Ooh. wolf. Cause, cause he's a big wolf guy, and he can fight them off. Yes, I was. And gonna... he's a fluffy, <laughs> and he's soft. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I was trying to find Gamork's name. I couldn't remember his name. Uh, excellent choice, excellent steal. The big wolf. Uh, we're yes, and we're I'm assuming he's to, on I, your team. Yes, yes, yes. And he's nice. Okay. So I have someone who can fight, someone who can help me, and then someone that can transport us. Nice. Uh, yeah, Gamork. Uh, that's a that's an excellent choice and character in the in the book. Uh, he wasn't actually a. Maybe he it was two separate characters. There's two separate characters, um, but the wolf was like the size. I said the size of like a, a bear, and so this thing like that big of a, a wolf. Yeah. But there was another one that was just a cloud of like black fairies that was uh, the creature. So like they just moved around in this cloud of that looked like a wolf. I would have liked fairies. I know, I know. All right, so um, well, you know what? If you're gonna pick a villain, I'm gonna pick Zaida for my third one. Uh, she's got a lot of magical powers. Um, and, uh... Yeah. The, the only bad ones I put down is I put down Gamora, the Giants, because they were big. Which I, Giants? The, 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 the... They were actually called Giants, the red thing. The red thing? The big red thing the that was empty. crab-looking thing? Yeah. Yeah. And then I also put down Nimbly, because Nimbly was, like, really Ooh. good at... Because Nimbly was very sneaky. Yeah. Can we do five? We can keep going. We can go. All right, so I'm, I pick Zaida. I'll, I'll stay with my choice, Zaida. Um, I'm going um, Nimbly. Hang on one second. Let me talk about my choice, and then you can talk about yours. All right, so <laughs> Zaida. I take Zaida because, uh, you know, she's uh, magic and can control the giants. So I'll uh, I'll take Zaida. Uh, your fourth one, you're taking Nimbly. I went nimbly because he can trick people. And he can trick people. And he's an undercover spy. Yes, but he eventually turns good. He eventually turns good. Orin. Orin helps you to wish. Um, 
okay. Uh, my number four choice, I'm going to... Because earlier I was going to go with Bastion, Bastion, but then I realized the Orin is like what it is, but he can't use the Orin because it took away his memory. Yeah, so we're like taking the place of Bastion. So Bastion doesn't count. We're, okay, we're taking Bastion the place of Bastion. Doesn't count. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you're number four. My number four, I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with the Childlike Empress. Did, did she even have powers? Uh, she was able to grant the wishes of, of Orin. She was oh. in charge of of the whole place. Well, I didn't know that. I was like, she didn't do any what? Yeah. I'll take the childlike empress. So I've got the childlike empress and Zaida, uh, two ladies, and then I've got um, uh, Atreyu and Rockbiter. Rock All right, I'm I'm liking my team. I'm liking my team. Okay, so I've got one more. You've got one more. Who's your last one? I only have one more on here. Okay. Well, who is that one? Don't, it's the giants. That's the only thing I have. The got. giants. <laughs> okay, well, think about the other characters. You, you can get giants if you want, but think about the other characters. You got the night flyer. You got the man with the fast snail. Um, you've got the giant turtle, Magra, or whatever her name was. You've got... In- was, they were lazy. They didn't help with anything. You've got Ingiwook. You've got Ingiwook. I want Ingiwook. You want Ingiwook? It makes sense. you got he, his wife. Because he sounds fun. He does sound fun. His dwarf. His dwarf. And he, he he's an inventor, too. So you'll have you'll have some in, new inventions. Ingiwook. Okay. Uh, well, then, for my last one... Um, for my last one... Um, I will take... Uh, who do I want to take? Wait, does the Orin include as a character? No, I don't think so. That would be unfair for us to pick Orin and then like be invulnerable. Um. Oh, you're so funny. All right, so I will. Uh, I will take. Um, I'll take Smurg. I'll take Smurg. Who's Smurg? The big ugly green dragon. Big ugly green dragon. You can go Smurg. I'm gonna go Smurg. Yep. All right, so you, your five are Falcor, Nimbly. Gamork, Urgul, and Angie Wolf. Angie Wolf, yep, nice. Angie, is it Wook or Woof? Wook, okay. Uh, so I've got uh, Atreyu and Artax. I've got uh, Rockbiter. Uh, you don't want to go with Rockbiter Jr.? I'm kidding. But Rockbiter Jr. can't do I know. Uh, Zaida, uh, the Childlike Empress, and Smurg. Those are the ones that I've got. Uh, also, uh, in the book, uh, the Childlike Empress's. A uh, guy that comes out and gives the Orin to Atreyu is actually a centaur, which is much cooler than a guy with the pointy head. That's so much cooler. Yep. All right, so uh, one of the things I love about the never-ending story is the story-building component. At the end of the first movie, Atreyu has to rebuild the never-ending story, the land of Fantasia or Fantastica, with his wishes. So what I have here is I have a bunch of cards. They're folded in half, and we're going to open up a card, and... Uh, um, you're going to, you can't really see what's in there, um, or actually not to try to look, and you're going to have to, we're going to create Fantastica, okay? We're going to create Fantastica. Um, so uh, so you pick one up, and it's got a prompt in there, and you do it. Do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? I'll go first. All right. I may need you to help read it. Oh, that's, oh my gosh. Are you picking on my handwriting? <laughs> I'm looking at your handwriting over there, too, okay? Let's just say that it's apple doesn't fall of- far from the tree. Describe a character? Yes, alright, so... That, uh, that, like, I want to make? Yeah, you're making this character. Okay. I have plans, everybody. I have plans. Okay. Here she comes alive. Okay. Let's go. A mermaid? Okay. That can magically make candy. 
I'm not making that candy. Okay. All right. But like her, but she can make like magic candy stuff. Like she can make a magic candy sword to hit you with. She can make mm-hmm. like magic candies just to eat. She make poisonous candies. Oh wow! You no, know? you get what I mean. I do. I do. All right. And she's pretty. Don't forget, she's pretty. And she it? has purple hair. What's her name? Her name is Ella. Ella Lena. Ella Lena. Ella Lena, the Candy Mermaid. With purple hair. All right, so I drew describe an enemy, okay? So um, so the enemy in the first movie was the nothing. It was the idea of, of the humans not having dreams and not creating it. The villain in the second movie was... The emptiness. The emptiness. Uh, and it was the things, everything was getting empty inside, which is just interesting. So uh, my first enemy is going to be um, uh, a little more intangible. Intangible. What's uh, intangible mean? Uh, not able to hold in your hand. Okay. So, um, uh, so the enemy, or an enemy in this, uh, in this place is going to be called the Fury. And so it's just people getting very angry and intolerant and, and, and fighting with each other, uh, and it sweeps across the land like a fog. And so when the fog rolls in, they get really, really angry, and it's called the Fury. It's called the Fury. So, all right. Is so it we have, red fog? Sure. We can make a red fog. It's red fog. I like it. So they see it coming. So when they see the red fog, they can run inside to make sure they don't get angry. Nice. All right. Uh, your turn. We got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six more cards. So three more rounds. Describe an enemy. Describe an enemy. Okay, so you can pick another enemy. Okay. Uh, okay. It can be like a Gamorca or a Zaida, or it can be something intangible if you'd rather it be something okay. intangible. Idea. Okay. It is this really, 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 really tall um, person. Well, it's not a person. It has big wings. Okay. And it's like really long black dress. Okay. And really long red hair. Okay. And is a vampire. Ooh, okay, so a vampire. So are the wings then bat wings, not bird wings? They're bat wings. Bat wings, okay. Giant, and she's... she's Red-headed vampire with bat wings and a black dress. And she's giant. She's like... She's like a giant, like a giant, like a real giant that's a vampire, and she is like very... And she's a vamp... Do you get what I'm trying to say? I do, I do. I do. And her name is Bellamora. Bellamora. No, Vella. Vellamora. Got it. Okay. All right. Vellamora. V as in vampire and V as in velvet. So we have Vellamora and we have the Fury. Uh, who knows if they work together or not. We'd have to flesh this whole universe out no, if we wanted. She, no, because she's red, like anger. Mm-hmm. So they like work together. Okay. All right. You get it? And then we have the Candy uh, Mermaid named, what was her name again? Elalina. 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 All right. Wait, I have to put down all my characters. Okay. Uh, I drew describe a land. Uh, so a land in this place. Uh, and I'm going to say... Um, Wait, uh, what I call it again? Uh, Velamora was the Vella. was the vampire. Velamora the vampire. And Elalina the mermaid. Not Melalina the mermaid and Velamora the vampire. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to describe where... Uh, Velamora and the Fury come from, uh, and it's this vast desert with um, uh, all these like finger-like rocks that come out, like finger-like better, but like this, like ten feet, like long. finger stone rocks, like finger stone rocks, but they're like ten feet long, so they're twice as big as a human, so they're huge. Uh, there's mountains and things like that, but it, otherwise it is barren, no water, 
um, very little life. Uh, it is just uh, a desert, uh, and we'll call it. Um, we'll call it desert. It, well, it is a desert, but I'm trying to come up with a name for the is desert. It sunny there. Uh, let me name my dang desert. I'm just saying it can't be sunny because she's a vampire. It can't be okay. Well, maybe at night it's not sunny, but during the day it is sunny. Maybe okay. she lives in a cave during the day, which comes out at night. Okay. Um, Sorry, that's okay. So I'm gonna call it. Um, uh, uh, I'm gonna call it the the dry valley. The dry alley. Dry valley with a V. Valley. Dry, dry valley. Dry valley. So that's what it is. Dry valley is a desert, and uh, that is where uh, uh, Velamora lives with the fury. All right, uh, we have one, two, three, four, two more rounds. My turn. Your turn. I want to pick the one all the way over here. Okay. Describe a character. Okay, so now we need a hero. So we've got a the hero. we've got the mermaid that makes candy. Let's have a hero. So who is our hero going to be? Me. It's going to be you. It's going to be me. Except it's going to be me, but I have um but I have like um levit- levitation and teleportation powers. Okay. All right. Okay. Do you have any weapons? Cool bow and arrow. I like it. I like it. Okay. And it, and it's like a golden bow and arrow, so it's like special. Golden special bow and arrow. Okay. I like it. Uh, and that gives me the powers of teleportation and um, telekinesis. Now it's telekinesis or no, levitation? Like, like where you can like bring stuff over. Okay. So that's telekinesis. Yeah. Telekinesis. So teleportation and telekinesis. The tellas. Yes. Okay. And your character's name is Charlie Ann? It's Charlie Ann Joy Burroughs. It's me. Okay. All right. I'm digging it. All right. So we have three left. I'm going to go with the one in the I'm middle. I'm amazing. You are amazing. All right. Describe a people. Describe a people. Uh, and so I'm going to say, um, okay, just to make it nice and creepy, okay? Describe a people. A people. So like um, in the like never-ending. The silver sh- people. Yes, exactly. In the never-ending story. I don't know what they're called. I think they were the people of the silver city or whatever. Um so this is going to be a group of people that are eternally children. They're always children. Uh, and like the childlike empress? Like the childlike empress, yes. But I, I'm doing this because you have a mermaid that makes candy, that does candy. Oh. And so, like, she... Um, is the ruler of that area. Yes, or the so protector, the protector yes. of that area. So she shoots candy for you. And let's picture this, this, uh, all these little people uh, getting the fury and being just super angry and just, just losing it. Like, you all need a nap time. That's what we would do. <laughs> so... Um, uh, the uh, we'll call them the shrinklings. The shrinklings. The shrinklings. The shrinklings. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the shrinklings. The shrinklings. That's what they're called. They're little children people, but they do like grown up things. Like they they run shops and they build stuff. Whatever. But they're they're children. They're eternally children. Like elves. Yeah, kind of like elves. Kind of like, like elves. elves in the Christmas and Santa Claus. Yeah. Not elves in like. Elf. Okay. Yeah, I'm between. Elves and elf look like adults. Okay. But they're like the elves in Santa Claus, and where they actually look like children. In the Santa Claus. In with, the Santa Claus. With, uh, with Tim Allen. Yeah. Yes. All right. Very good movie. Last round. Last round. But that's not what we're You're either going to draw a people, or you're going to draw a place. So you can go ahead and think about which one you're going to do. Stop trying to cheat and look at the dang card. I <laughs> was. Please don't. Please get a place. Please. It says describe a lord. What? 
says describe. No, a it land. doesn't. Let me see it. Oh wait, that's land. Describe a land, it a place. It looked like Lord. It looked like Lord. Well, I'm sorry that you can't read my handwriting. Just <laughs> describe a land. Describe a place. Describe something. Anything, please. Describe a land. Yes. So we have the dry valley, which is the desert-like place. And we have the candy place. Well, we don't have a candy place. You could. <laughs> we have the mermaid who makes candy. She doesn't necessarily need to be a candy place. It doesn't have to even be the city where the the shrinklings live. It could be anything. You can uh, describe okay, a okay, place. Okay. You look real excited. Okay, okay, okay. So there's this tunnel that you like slide down through, that goes underwater. Mm. And it is Charlie Ann, and. Elalina and Falcor's hideout. Okay. Yes, Falcor's part of the team. <laughs> okay. Falcor must be part. Okay, Falcor's part. So it's uh, it's your underground hideout. What's it called? It's underwater hideout. What's it called? It's called <laughs> the Osum Ocean. Osum Ocean. The Osum Ocean. Okay. Obviously. Ooh, for short. Ooptacular. You're such a dork. <laughs> All right. Hide up for Charlie and Okay, any, any other describing words you want to use for this underground, underwater hideout? Lots of squishmallows. Lots of squishmallows. Okay. All right. And there are multiple pet seahorses there. Okay. And pet stingrays and pet dolphins that they like to go out of the place and swim with. Okay. Well, I've got the last card is describe another people. So we have the shrinklings. Um, and then, um, hmm, let's see. What is another people? Um, I just had the coolest idea. Yeah? But, but you can keep going with what you're doing. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to say that uh, they are a race of warrior rabbits. So... Uh, it fits right in with my... So in my imagine, me imagining in this land, it's like... So you said to go along with like the kids and stuff, and which enemy did you say? You made... I said the Furies. Uh, quit rolling the, the card. Sorry. Yes, I said the Fury. The Fury, which and then, is the angry... And then you did the uh, Velamora Vampire. So we're going to say that this is like a really, like... It's like a Wonderland. Yeah. It's like Alice in Wonderland, except not as crazy. Okay. Which is why we have rabbits that are warriors. Yes. I picture them in, in uh, they're white rabbits. They're definitely white rabbits. Yes, they're definitely white rabbits. Uh, and they're in golden armor. Yes. Uh, and I would even say some, uh, if they run fast enough, have the ability to fly short distances. With pink wings that grow. No pink wings. No pink wings. <laughs> no. no. If you drew, if you drew the describe a people card, you could have gone ahead and said they had pink wings. But no, no wings. Okay, fine. They, they don't have, have to have wings to fly. Fine. They, they don't have to have pink or rainbow wings. Neither pink nor rainbow wings. No, I've got white rabbits with gold armor and weapons, and they're a warrior people, um, and they're called the. Uh, oh my gosh! I just had it. The Warren folk, because rabbits live in Warrens. So the Warren folk. W-A-R-R-E-N. But I thought you said they lived in burrows. They do. They do. A Warren is a type of burrow. Oh, that's cool. 
I think. So we're called Warren Folk. All right. So okay. that is our place. That is our Fantastica. We've described it. If you liked that, uh, I kind of got the idea, stole it from uh, The Quiet Year, which is a role-playing game where you design a land. We're going to be doing an episode sometime in the future where we do that and uh, kind of put it via podcast. Um, but yeah, so we have our team. We've got our world that we've developed. Last thing I wanted to do was uh, just kind of talk about this idea of storytelling, um, and so that's that's the theme here, which is not uh, unique to uh, the Neverending Story, where people are no longer telling stories, and we need to to fill the pages of these books. Um, and so, one of the great things about both the exercises we just did and this book in general is the idea that we are gifted with the ability to create stories; that we have been given that ability to tell those stories, and that's one of the things that people uh, theorize is what the Imago Dei, the image of God, is, is our ability to create things. So, Charlie, and thinking about that, the idea that God has given you the ability to create things, how does it make you feel? It makes me feel like I'm creative. Even, Even though I already know I'm creative, but it makes me feel like I can create, like, amazing things with my creativity and, like, it's kind of showing that you have, like, sorry. You're good. Um, I think it makes me feel like it shows that we have, like, like we can be creative no matter what situation we're in. Like, we can be, do you understand what I'm trying to explain? Like, yeah. you can be creative and show your creativity through God because we can create, like, stuff through yeah. God, you know? Yep, yeah, I was listening to a podcast. I'm sorry. Oh. Cause I was talking with mom and dad the other, like today, and I was, and like if if you haven't seen this, you should check it out. There are these people that make like hard candy, and it's really cool. And I was like, oh, you can talk right now. And I was candy. like, it's really cool, and it's and it's like I'm like I wonder if I want to be that when I'm older, cause I can make like different candies. I could do Jesus candies. I could do like Jesus candies. I could do like pictures of Jesus. Are you eating like, Jesus? <laughs> no. I think that's sacrilege. No. Oh, then you could do. <laughs> well, we had the Lord's Supper. We eat of His body, oh, drink of His blood. So, is it is the Jesus candy? Is it like red liquid filled? Is it like no? No, that's not how hard candy works, Dad. Oh, I know some hard candy that's got a gooey center. Little strawberry bonbons. Uh, well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the way they do it, like, you can do a picture of a cross and show, like, you can make, like, candies that represent Jesus, mm. and you can, like, when you give it to him, you can be like, and this is Jesus, and tell them a little bit about him, like, after, like, well, like, go. by making the candies, you could, like, put, like, a little card with them that's, like, tells them about Jesus. I like it. I like it. Or you could, like, put a Bible with the candy and make, and, like, sell it and be like, here's this. Here's this. Here's this Bible with candy. If that makes any sense. <laughs> Enjoy your candy in Jesus' name. Um, and read the Bible. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast this week, and they were talking about how some people feel that they're not creative. And he was, uh, it was encouraging them to look at creativity from different angles. That when we think creatives, a lot of times we think artists, we think uh, we think music, we think, in your case, talking about developing, designing candy. Um, but he was talking about his wife and how she was creative and how she she created an atmosphere of comfort in their home. Like that was what she did. She didn't see it as creative, but anytime people came over, they said, "Wow." I feel at peace here. I feel at ease here. And he said, that's because my wife is creative and has created a place that's like this. Um, And so when we talk about 
God giving us the ability and the drive to create things, it may not always look like what we think creative is, but we are creating things. Uh, that's who we are. That's who God's made us to be. Mm-hmm. Well, Charlie, any last thoughts on the uh, on the never-ending story? Um, I would like to say it is definitely a really good movie to watch. Yes, on it's, HBO Max right now if yes, you're looking it's for on it. on HBO Max. Um, you should watch the first movie and then the second movie. And if you have children, show your children because it is a good movie and they will enjoy it. They will. They it will. It has a better storyline than the Lego Movie Two, in my opinion. I'm just saying. So you don't have uh, you don't have a whole lot of social media, but you do have an, a, a YouTube channel. So what is your YouTube channel? If anyone wants my to watch, my YouTube channel is Charlie and Joy. C H A R L I A N N space J O Y. Okay. You can search it up. Make sure to subscribe. I do a lot of random stuff on my channel. A lot of the cooking is me chopping up veggies and eating them. Nice. While we're probably sleeping. Who knows? Who knows? No, I do it whenever mom's cooking in the kitchen, too. Oh, okay. So I have company. That's wise. That's wise. Well, Charlie Ann, thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. I'll see you at dinner time. Okay. Bye. Thank you guys for joining us. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. And if you're listening to this the day it comes out, check out our Instagram tomorrow for a chance to leave some questions or comments to be shared on the next episode. Later, nerds. Later, nerds.